It's Monday, start of the week, episode 114 on The Real Kipper at Noon Show. I'm Nick Kiprios, Doug McLean. We got Joe and Jordan waiting in the wings. Just two games last night, or yesterday. Chicago and Dallas. Of course, Dallas didn't make much out of those games in hand in the last couple of weeks. They could not get a sniff here of a playoff spot going into this week. And depending what you think, Calgary, 6-1 winners over Ottawa. They need a hope and a prayer this week. They got to they gotta go on, play the Vancouver Canucks four times. Can they win four games? That still doesn't get them in because the Montreal Canadiens need to lose two games to Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. And I would think, and I'll bring in Doug McLean out of Florida here on this conversation, Mac. I would think that Dave Tippett in these last two games would just be thinking, don't let McDavid get hurt. Don't let McDavid get hurt. Don't let him get hurt. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to do from here on in is get McDavid ready and healthy Dry sidle and roll your dice with these guys. Yeah, and just does he even play them? I mean, uh, you know, he's got his 100 points. McDavid, why bother? Why bother even playing him in these last two games to even take that chance? I mean, McDavid would want to play, uh, no doubt about that, with the type of player he is. He, he, if there, I mean... Anyway, I mean, Sid Crosby, McDavid, I mean, they just love the game, eh? and they just, it's just amazing to watch. So, will they want to play? Yeah, he'll want to play, but if I'm tipping, there's not a snowball's chance I'm playing him. Not a chance against Montreal. Connor McDavid with four points on the weekend, getting to the century mark. Uh, we'll definitely get into that uh, it, later, in a, later on the show. Uh, right now, Mac... What we have on the thumbnail are a couple of coaches. For me, I think the storylines right now going into this week, unfortunately, aren't playoff races. We can sit there and still debate who plays who or who gets home ice advantage. But that isn't, to me, anywhere near what we're hearing from a coach's perspective. Musical chairs have started early in the National Hockey League. Usually this is kind of a, a thing that materializes days after the regular season for many clubs that don't participate in the playoffs. But, Mac, I'm looking at the coaching scene here and the news that Rick Tockett won't be back. We knew the Tortorella one for a very long time. But then you also factor in the news of Rod Brendamore resigning in Carolina, and and now we've we've got a a muddled, cloudy list of coaches looking for new employment next year, and it's it's large. I don't even I can't recall any seeing so many experienced coaches available, and and now as we go into this show little over noon Eastern, still no official word as far as I know. Uh, maybe Jordan can keep an eye on that. But Dave Quinn, Mac, in New York. And 
the feeling this morning, talking to a few people, was it's going to be really hard for Dave Quinn to keep his job as the head coach of the Rangers. Well, it, it yeah, I, I you know that was out over the weekend, and um, so he's one guy that that could resurface. Um, Does that surprise other, you, Mac? That uh, it surprises me a little in that Drury was supposed to be one of the guys that was really anxious to get this guy signed. I think Drury really pushed hard for this guy to get the job in New York, and now with Glenn Sather and Drury running. Glenn Sather, this is the first time in Glenn Sather's career he's been the invisible boss. I mean, the cigar-chomping, you know, cool Glenn Sather is now the invisible boss. Is that unusual? Does that catch you off guard? Mac, he, he, he wasn't invisible. He was right there beside Chris Drury in the press yeah. conference. and but, it, but we keep hearing, you know, Chris Drury's got to make this call. I mean, I'm sure he's talking to his senior advisor in depth as to what to do with Quinn. What do they do with Quinn? Uh, obviously, they want to become more abrasive team. Does that fit Quinn's? People have said Quinn was disappointed and they weren't abrasive enough. I don't know how factual that is. But I know this. He's done a pretty good job there with a young group. Pretty good reputation as a coach. But when you look at the categories of coaches, I have never seen such an experienced group available. And it starts with Babcock, Tortorella, Julian, Boudreaux. I mean, when have we had, and Patrick Waugh, who not is that NHL experience. Hired, as a coach, hired as a an coach. agent. Yeah. So, I mean, and then that's before we get to Gerard Gallant, who's had a, a good career as a coach in the NHL, and Rick Tockett. We hear potentially Green could become available. Travis Green may not resign, and Quinn. And then you've got the Layman, uh, Nate Layman at uh, Providence's name is out there quite a bit. Gronberg is a Swedish guy that everybody talks about. I mean, I can't believe that he'll get a job. So, I mean, when have we seen this many names for uh, coaching jobs in the NHL? And as you said, what has been a is is the Brendan Brenda Moore signing, and if the reports are correct, nobody. I mean, I don't know how many people are paying three and four million for coaches after we saw Tippett yeah. and we well, saw McCollin and all these guys get well, it and do and do and Vino and do nothing with it. We will we'll, we'll discuss uh, we'll discuss Brenda Moore and a potential contract extension that doesn't look like anything that we thought would be coming down uh, on the pike. Just one touch on on David Quinn here with the Rangers, Mac. It would be rather uh, unique to see a president and a general manager fired, yet the coach stays. Unless he really wanted them to get the job in the first place. Okay. And if he feels that if he can make some – adjustments with this team which is by the way a pretty good team and a if, pretty talented team and you know does he believe that that Quinn is the right guy if with he, a few adjustments if that he does isn't the time to announce that David Quinn will remain with the New York Rangers as the, as the head coach would have been on the same day that you uh you let go John Davidson 
and um, Jeff Gordon? Probably, probably, but it may have been maybe Drury wanted a few days to think oh, about it and, and I don't to dis- buy that and, for a second and discuss his future. But I, I would think that that uh, that Quinn's in big trouble. I've got to believe he is, and you I don't know that it's fair. I mean, I didn't like the, I didn't like the Davidson Gordon firing, and the Quinn one's right up there with me. I don't I don't think he deserves to be fired based on the job he's done. You mentioned some big names here, and. Uh, to me, the, the two that you mentioned that would uh, be at the top of the list, and this is excluding uh, Brindamore because Brindamore will not take this to the open market, and we'll get into that a little later here. But if if you're looking at the New York Rangers making a coaching change, would you would you feel like many of these on the list would have the Rangers at the top of the priority here? on a wish list you mean that the rangers would have on a wish list no no a lot of these coaches available here sure they have they'd all have have the new york rangers on on the wish list of young great talent and uh they all would marquee original six team and more importantly mac they're not crying poor if if they go get tortorella or babcock there's no discount here. Why would they why would they pay them any more than what anybody else is getting? Why why would you? Tortorello is making a couple million in Columbus like what's he done in the last few years to deserve to go to whatever money they're willing to pay? I mean, he already was fired there once and it was almost a mutiny in New so- York. Babcock basically had a mutiny. And they're going to go down that road? Well, they can go down that road if they want. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I don't think Sather had, had a great relationship with Torts at the end there. As a matter of fact, I know that. Um, so you're suggesting that Torts would not be one of the front runners then? To well, go no, I, I think my understanding is Dolan really likes him. So if Dolan really likes him, then he'd be probably in the mix. But I I don't understand why they go down that road with this with this group. I it don't is on understand. record that they 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 had a uh, interesting relationship where Dolan would go visit uh, Tortorella in the dress room, and often uh, Tortorella would jokingly or maybe not jokingly say, "You're banned from the room. You can't come in anymore." But if that's the guy that he wants to revisit, yeah, he we, he can. We, we'll we hear know. his name then if, uh, if in fact, yeah. they make the coaching change on Quinn. I mean, he, he loves the big names, and I guess you've got he and Babcock are the are the two biggest names. I mean, Claude Julian's won a Stanley Cup. He's out there. Um, you know, Gerard Gallant's been to the Stanley Cup finals. He's out there. Boudreaux has had good success as in the regular season, a little bit of playoff success. He's out there. I, okay. I don't, I mean, I, I just don't know why they would go down that road with these young kids, with these young players. I, I don't get why they would go down the road of Babcock or Tortorella, but they probably will. Those guys have had a tremendous shelf life in coaching, and we'll see if they get another kick at the can here. But when it comes to Rod Brindamore, Mac, there is there's no yeah. coach out there that seems like who's got a, who's destined for a great future here. Uh, behind the bench, what he's been able to do in a short period of time is is quite remarkable in Carolina. Yet we're hearing 
a new contract at a $1.8 million uh, salary. Mac, if this guy was to hit the open market, we'd be talking about doubling that number easily. Why well, I, would he, I don't know why about would that. he settle? For, no, Mac. I don't know about that. Mac. I don't know about that. I mean, listen. Why would you? I, why would you try? Because then? I've I've watched Vino, I've watched Babcock get five plus. I've watched Vino get four. I've watched yeah. McCollum get big money in Edmonton and L.A. And Tippett has gotten big money. And you know what? I'm sorry, I and, haven't seen the results. So why? Why would the owners? With the owners, with what they're faced with, with what they've lost in money, and they're going to way overpay coaches. I don't get that. Mac, I don't get why they would do it. I, I I don't necessarily dismiss what you're saying, but I'm talking about a Rod Brendamore now who's established himself in a very short period of time as a, as a new next-generation guy. You want to talk about old school, happy to discuss whether or not you want to pay uh, – Tippett, uh, McClellan, Babcock, Tortorella. You, if you want to continue to pay them four, five, six million dollars, I, I get that. But when it comes to Rod, you, you think they would pay a, those guys? Oh no, is, not pay those guys. It doesn't matter if they were free today, if they can maintain their salary or not. I put them in a separate category. Right now, I put Rod Brindamore in this kind of new category and maybe Rick Tockett's in there as well, well, well where they just, put, they're, no, no, they're, just new generation coaches, Matt. I'm, I'm sorry. If you're putting Brindamore and Tockett in that category, where's George Gallant who's coached in the Stanley cup finals? Did a, got a, a shitty Florida Panther team I'll, into the I'll, playoffs. I'll put him there got, too. Yeah. I mean, I'll, he, he, I'll put him there. I got no right. problem putting Gerard yeah. in there with a, a Brindamore. I mean, where, maybe, where they, he should, maybe he should be ahead of them. I mean, what have they tell me? Tell me what? How far is Brendamore gone? Conference final. Brendamore has got them in the playoffs and now contending. Right. He's he's going to win uh, a division, and he's going right. to be the the coach of the year. And and Gallant's been the coach of the year already. And Talkett, I don't know if he's been a coach of the year, but you know, I mean, I know he's had a terrible situation in there but hey i i put listen, the three of them i put listen, the three of with, them right with all there. due respect to talk it and 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 gerard brenda moore will be coming off a career coaching year with a major award and he doesn't want to take that season into an open market to grab a, a very healthy contract here like I don't, I don't necessarily get this, and I, I, I listen, and I've gone through the the conversations over my broadcasting career about UFAs, and it's not a, it's not all about the money, and yeah. you want to go where you, you, your family's comfortable, where you're comfortable, it's community. There's so many different angles to look at it. I buy all of that, but I don't buy taking a a sixty, a seventy percent discount. I, I think it's, I think, Mac, if we look at what Babcock did for the coaches and their fraternity when he signed with Toronto and the way he lift everybody up, I think Brenda Moore's contract could do the, uh, the same thing, but take coaches' salaries all the way down. I'm just listening to you argue that they don't deserve that type of money anymore, that they, they're overrated. 
Don't well, pay well, it. Well, all I'm asking you to do is have a look at who got it. Look at who's got the big money. Julian got big contract in Montreal, okay? Uh, McClellan got a big contract in L.A. Vino's got a big contract in Philly. Tippett got a big contract in Edmonton. Yeah, he did a good job, and he's in the Canadian division. He hadn't made the playoffs the previous seven years. Who's done it? Who's done it to deserve that money? Give me one name. I don't I, – listen, you, you can you – can, have like a valid Babcock, point on that. Babcock has gone not, back to the University of Saskatchewan. Mac, you know, you, you could say the he, same thing about the players, Mac. You could you can argue about the players, and some guys get the money, some guys don't. Some no, teams have to overpay, uh, overpay when when right. they're in a bidding war, but it, at least it's within a market. But but we're all. Why would we sit here and say? for the last few months that this is going to be a challenging year for players to get paid because of the salary cap. And we know the salary cap is going to be flat. We get all that. Why would you think the owners want to pay these coaches exorbitant dollars? And then when you look at the track record of what these big paid guys have actually done, Julian won a Stanley cup. That's why he got the big money. Montreal. Wasn't very successful. Vino, disaster in Philadelphia. McClellan, I know it's a rebuild. So, you know, pay them if you want. I just don't understand why they would. And I, <laughs> hey, I want to see guys get money. I want to see guys be well, reasonably played. But, I mean, I, I got to believe Tom Dundon battled Brindamore hard because he knew Brindamore wanted to stay in Carolina. I know that. Okay. Even at two and a half, Mac, I thought that would have been a, 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 a steal. John Cooper has won a Stanley Cup. He's had a first place team for umpteen years, and he's making $3 million a year. That's what he's making. Okay. It's not 1.8. No. No, it's not. But it's not sick. Is it 60% of what you said? 60, 70% discount? Why would he take well, that? No, it's... no, not quite. Anyway, you, Little I know you're, this is so out of whack for you because typically all you care about is the players getting paid. Well, I want the and coaches. Now, I, now I you've is... got some, now you've got some buddy now because you've aged like a fine wine, you think that the <laughs> players should get next, next you'll be on saying Gretzky should get 5 million from TNT and John Davidson could <laughs> get two and a At half. At least five million, you, you know? Yeah. Come on. Oh, it, oh, yeah. It's the great yeah. one, Mac. Yeah, There's I know. only the one of those. You better pay five million for, for the great one. I, I, don't, I don't care what they get, but I know you'll be moving to that next because, you know, it's all about driving up the price. Don't worry about the poor owners. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mac, I have a question for you. Yeah. If a team wins the Stanley Cup, that's a that's a, a very large monetary gain potentially, right? Like you're gonna if, do much if better. If you time it well, year. right? If you're up for a new contract, if you're in a situation where you can turn around and well, and, I'm talking and, about from the team's as, perspective. Like if the New York Rangers were to win the Stanley Cup next year, would that change yes. their evaluation as a uh, as, as a brand, as a company, as an organization? Absolutely. I don't think so. So I don't think so. You, you can put season ticket 
uh, prices up, oh, Mac. You, you can. can yeah, there's you different can. ways that you can you can uh, drive revenue up off off your championship. Yeah. Yeah. So my question to you, Mac, I argue they've only done it once in fifty four. What is it? Once in how many years, Nick? Mine was fifty four and ninety four. So, so now it's it, so now it's one in you know seventy years. So. Yes. Regardless, my question is, Mac, since it's not a cap number. Why wouldn't these wealthy teams want to spend more on this position if it's giving them a competitive edge? Thank you, Jordan. If it is, if it is giving them a competitive edge, that hasn't been proven that I've seen. Well, I haven't seen the competitive edge yet. So with since that, Scotty it, Bowman, since Scotty Bowman is the last guy that's had the competitive edge, Babcock was Babcock got five million and he finished thirty first in Toronto. Thirty first. So Mac, there's a there's a theory out there, of course, that uh, that Brenda Moore, by taking less, will leave more for others, i.e., his assistant coaches, associate coaches, trainers, and maybe a few other people. Great. Do you buy that? That Tom Dundon has a, a philosophy on how people should get paid, and they don't like it. I know in Carolina including, you know, whether or not some of these contracts should be guaranteed. But <laughs> do you really think that if Brenda Moore tells him I'll take 1.8, it's with the uh, the illusion that whatever I'm leaving on the table will go to people around me? I, I don't, I would be surprised if Dundon operates that way. I mean, I think it's, it would be amazing of Brenda Moore and what I know Rob Brenda Moore, Rod Brenda Moore wouldn't surprise me that he would say that and would try to get his guys signed and get them fair dollar. I don't know if Dundon would do that. I don't know if he cares. I think I he mean, would care. I mean, you I, think got, he, I think he you would got, care. You got Dundon. You think he would care that he would take that extra million and divvy it out amongst the assistant yeah. coaches? Yeah. yeah because well, I, 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 think I hope he does. I think he's the type of guy that looks at an assistant coach and says, I, I don't think they should be making any more than X amount, 150. Well, that's if what I mean. Market, so you... If the marketplace out there right now, if if the Montreal Canadiens want to pay $600,000 to an assistant coach, then they can, but I, I'm not I'm not paying it. No, I agree with you. I don't think he is. But, but, is, but with Brendan Moore taking this haircut, is that going to help those guys? I would hope it would. I would hope that's why. Or did well, Brendan Moore? Or has does Rob Brendan Moore do this deal because he's got three years and he wants to be in Carolina with his family and he doesn't want to go to Seattle? Is that why he did it? Probably. And he's got a real good team, a real good team. And he's a pretty loyal guy. So I, I don't know. I, I have no idea why he did it because I know he would have got the Seattle job for sure in all likelihood. And, I mean, when did I mean, when did, no, I mean, uh, look, the other the other one that's going to be real interesting is who is Phoenix going to hire? I mean, it is. Well, a, hold on, hold on. You mentioned yeah. Seattle. I want to stick with Seattle because okay. everyone that I talked to this morning uh, points Rick Tockett to Seattle. Yeah. So. And why would that be? Like I said, a coach that can deal with today's players, I guess, has got a pretty good reputation out there, and Mac. He got Arizona closer than uh, a lot of us ever thought the last few years. Again, I look at other guys and I say, and I, I'm a Rick There's... Tockett fan. I like Rick Tockett a lot. Um, I haven't seen huge coaching success, and I understand it's been a disaster in Arizona, so I'll give him that. 
but there's not been a lot of success as far as making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, Travis Green is potentially going to be out there. I mean, where but does he rank with these Travis, guys? Gerard Travis. Gallant gone to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, why would that be a slam dunk for for well, uh, Rick Tockett? I don't I get that. Uh, the relationship between Ronnie Francis and Rick Tockett uh, go back and, to their Pittsburgh days. And that's fair. That's fair. If that's the case and you know somebody really well, I don't. I certainly wouldn't begrudge that. And Rick, I happen to like Rick Tockett as a guy and a coach, but he certainly has no better credentials as far as coaching than the other names I just listed. So I had mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, big contracts like Babcock helped everybody. Does Brenda Moore's 1.8 in Carolina hurt other coaches, especially a guy like Travis Green in Vancouver? I, it would, it would hurt. If, if I'm the owner and the GM comes to me and says, look, I want this guy and he wants $4 million, or I want this guy and he wants $3.5 million, the GM would have a hell of a time explaining to me why Brenda Moore's at 1.8. So that answers your question. Yeah. I think, I think it, unless somebody really wants, if, if Dolan wants Tortorella, he will get his he will get his money but if the owner doesn't really want in if the owner's not in love with this guy or the gm's not 100% in love with this guy and can sell it it won't be easy to get the money so the market had travis green somewhere between 2 and 3 million dollars i think that would have been the hope Starting to hear now that Vancouver might be in the ballpark of of 1.5 Mac. If that's the case, and you're Travis Green, do you wait it out? Do you see what's out there? Or do you just take what what's out there right now? Well, I, here's what I would do if I was Travis. I would look at what is out as to who the other candidates are. And we just listed eight or nine of them, all with very good, pretty good, pretty good credentials. Very good credentials to pretty good credentials. And if I'm Travis Green and I've got a, a job with the Vancouver Canucks and I'm offered a deal at 1517, then I am trying to negotiate where I take a couple of years at one five one seven, and if I have success and I make playoffs, they readjust years three and four. That's what I try to do. I don't walk away from a job as an NHL coach when there's thirty jobs and there's that kind of field out there looking. It's not easy to get a job as a head coach in the NHL, and you can ask Babcock that, who's at the University of Saskatchewan right now, who has won a, Stan a couple of Stanley Cups, and you know or what, one Stanley Cup or two Stanley Cups. I don't know what he's won. And Tortorella has won a cup. Yeah, they had great teams. Both of them had great teams when they won. 2008, I think, for Babcock. But they won. And uh, if, I'm, uh, yep. if, I'm, if I'm green, I, I'm, not, I'm not shopping myself right now. I'm not. I'd be a little bit – you don't want to be sitting out a year waiting for a job. And right now, I tell you, like Patrick Wall wants back in. I mean – Arizona is going to go cheap. I mean, so where you where 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 well, do you go here? I, I'd be careful. 
I don't think uh, a team like Arizona would would want to pay their head coach now anything more than uh, Brindamore. Brindamore's coming off of Brindamore six fifty Mac six fifty. They, they like Lindy Ruff took the jersey job last year because he wanted to be a head coach again. He had been an assistant coach for a few years in New York, and he wanted a chance to be a head coach. And I heard he took a, a unbelievably reasonable deal, unbelievably yeah. reasonable deal on a two year contract. Well. Like, who? Like, one point eight is it, their whole operations department may not make one eight in Arizona next year. <laughs> like, Jesus, what do you? Th- I'm well, they're not off- serious. I looked at the names they had listed as potential candidates today, and it was Nate yes. Lehman was one, and the, and yes. a couple of these guys that will College jobs now. I don't. I don't think they'd be looking at uh, uh, million dollar contracts just yet in Arizona, Mac. And that's no, all they can no. afford. And that's what the owner wants to spend. Tom Dundon has. He's the owner. He can pay whatever he wants. And if they're if if they're beating up their corporate partners, if they're beating them up like we read this year from Katie Strang, the way they're beating up their corporate partners, they're gonna. Not beat up a head coaching candidate? Come on. Well, Probably one of the reasons Talkett left, because they wouldn't pay him. Well, Talkett would, would fall into that 2 or $3 million range. I, I would think that that's what his expectations were, at least thinking about a new contract. But again, to your point, pandemic, flat cap, I don't – and the, the cap doesn't affect coaches. No. But no. – it does affect their bottom line. So uh, we, hey, we'll see I, musical I, chairs. Listen, I hope they all get three, four, five million. I can give a rat's ass <laughs> if they get three, four, five, eight, nine. They can buy As another a like you. May, matter of fact, Gerard Glant might buy me a beer if he happened to get a new contract. It might. There's a when, chance uh, he might. When, but you uh, know what? Like seriously, I don't care what they get. I'm just, I'm just trying to be realistic. I don't know why the owners would do it. I don't. In Carolina, know. when when did you hire your coach to start? Uh, to I hired Dave King at probably at the draft in June to start in September. Okay, he so was that, with us. Yeah, he that was would with be us. that would be consistent with Saint uh, with Seattle now. Yeah, wanting yeah, exactly. to name their head coach probably. Yeah. In a week or two. Yeah, you would like to have him at the draft for sure. You know, you'd like to have him at the draft. Okay, just uh, one more thing on the, the, the coaching side, Mac. Uh, just looking at some other teams, do you expect any rumblings of changes, say, in Detroit, Anaheim, Bob Murray, Dallas Aikens? Uh, I, I keep hearing that I keep hearing that Blashill is going to be back in Detroit. I don't know how accurate that is, but I've heard that from two or three people that, you know, Stevie knows they're going to be bad for another two or three years, and he's not going to put a big coach in there till he thinks they have a chance to be successful. And Blashill is a good development guy. I, 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 I keep hearing he may survive, but I, which kind of surprised me. I thought there might be a change coming there. Um, I haven't heard anything in Anaheim. Uh, Buffalo, uh, Donnie well, uh, Renato. Well, again, where are they headed, and uh, what's the marketplace? I mean, I, I would never have dreamt that Donnie Granada would would survive as a head coach there. I would not have 
thought that when I looked at the candidates that are available. But Donnie's a good kid, good guy. He's not a kid anymore. He's a good guy. He's done a pretty good job. He's got lots of people campaigning for him. It's nonstop campaigning from all kinds of circles who happen to like this guy because he's been in the game a lot. I certainly wouldn't mind. I, I just, I would be surprised me if Kevin Adams doesn't try to go with a more experienced head coach with that mess he's got in his hands. Uh, Daryl Sutter, you think it's a foregone conclusion he comes behind the bench or do we see some shifting there in Calgary? I think, I think Daryl will be there for sure. I've never heard anything that he wouldn't be there for another two years. And I mean, the one I'd be nervous about there is the GM and whether he survives, but it looks like he probably will. And Daryl will have a lot of same personnel. I guarantee you that. That'll have a different look, that management team next year. All right, let's move on to on the ice, not behind the bench. Thank God. The state of Florida, Mac, is guaranteed in the first round Tampa Bay versus the Panthers. And I got to think that people might be as excited as they were in 1996. That this may be the year of the Panther. I We like Tampa a lot, Mac, but I look at their blue line and they might be limping in. Hedman out, McDonough out. They, they're day-to-day, but maybe this maybe it's it's shaping up to be quite a run for the Panthers. Look, they've had a hell of a year. Um, you know, they made a big move bringing in Quenville and his whatever he makes, five or six million. Um, he's the one guy that last year certainly wasn't worth the money. This year certainly is worth the money, I guess. Better team. Barkov has become a superstar. This is the makings of these two teams have never met in a playoff series since they both entered the NHL. That is hard to believe. Can can, can a series like this kind of change the feel of hockey in in Florida? It will change the feel of hockey in Florida if Florida Panthers win the series. Because Florida, I mean, they're used to of Tampa going to the Stanley Cup twice now. They've won the Cup. I mean, it's sort of a, they've got a great franchise. They've got a great owner. They've done a hell of a job there for a long time. Uh, from even Bill Davidson as an owner where they won. And now by, uh, you know, this new owner, Jeff Vinnick, has won. I mean, it's it's well-run teams. New ownership in Florida. Vinny Viola is the main man. They got that other clown out of there whatever his name was they could put the run to him so now it looks like they got a solid ownership um so this if the panthers can win this series this will do amazing things well, for the Florida we, Panthers. we got a little bit of a sample on the weekend mac and I'm not sure what the status is of uh barkley goodrow but things got heated in the series and with the anticipation of uh, of uh, pissing on your mark, man, right? Yeah, state I your, mean, state your case early on how this series yeah. is going to go. But we and, saw and some they, fisticuffs. We saw Gudis run, take a healthy run at Joseph, and then 
That's when Goudreau came in, and then he yeah. fights uh, Achari after Huberto got his uh, little bits of uh, skin in there. And wow, this thing's going to be—it's—it's it's going to be fun to watch this one. Yeah, it, it, and every game this year between the two of them have been battles. And you've got great goaltending. You've got two Russian goaltenders. You've got solid backup goaltending. You've got Kucherov coming back. You've got Stampos coming back. You've got the horse and Barkov. Re, uh, you know, I mean, Huberto, I mean, well, they, they are both. We had, I'm telling you, it's going to be a hell of a series. And if the Panthers could ever win it, it would be huge for the Panthers. Huge. I am I'm not going to pat ourselves on the back here, Mac. But when we talked a few months ago about trading for Sam Bennett, and we threw in some names, including Robertson from the Leafs, on the type of yeah. prospect that we thought would get a deal done for Sam Bennett, People looked at us like we had three heads. No, Sam no, they looked, Bennett was no, just no, no, that's, useless. That's not accurate. They looked at you as if you had two heads. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said they wouldn't trade Robertson for him, but did I? I didn't say I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I would. The Leafs would not do and it. And you were correct. And you but, were correct. Except but, you were correct. That all of a sudden, okay, I don't get this. Sam Bennett. He goes to Florida in a. I mean, they gave up a couple of picks. Was it a prospect and a couple of picks? No, it was, uh, yeah, it was a second round uh, draft choice. Uh, right. Uh, and a, a second third? round draft choice and a second rounder who's a prospect. And I forgot right. the name. And he, so what I don't get is Sam Bennett could never really get it going in Calgary except at playoff time. And the, the team didn't have a whole Well, lot even in the playoff time, Mac, he never scored like this. No. He's he's with no. Owen Tippett. He's he's with uh, Huberto. And I think it's 15 points in 10 games, Mac. But listen, I, I'm shocked that when Sutter took over, that Sutter would not have changed, that Sam Bennett would not be traded. That's exactly the type of player they need in Cal. They need more of his type of guys, not less from what I watch, and all of a sudden he goes to Florida and he's a friggin' star. Like, what is going on? He's playing with good people. I mean, I, I don't get it. He's playing physical. He's playing tough. He's going to be probably an important guy in the playoffs, and Calgary don't have him anymore. I don't get it. Well, it... And you were right. You were right. The Leafs went and got Felino. I mean, Felino is is a veteran. He's a, It was a good pickup. But, I mean, Bennett, to me, could have been a great pickup, too. We knew Bennett as a top-five pick overall in the NHL draft that uh, coming out of Kingston, if, if I remember that far back, he, he could put up offensive numbers, Mac. He, he had it in him. For whatever reason, we just never saw it in a legitimate top-four, top-six role in Calgary and kind of got pigeonholed a little bit there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Is, you know, is this, is this the type of trade that Brad tree living looks back and go and, and it pisses you off as a general manager? Big time. Like seriously, 
you know, big time. I, I just, I don't understand it. I well, don't. we saw what Goodrow, Berkeley, a guy like Berkeley Goodrow and Coleman meant to Tampa Bay last year in the playoffs, last year in the bubble. And I assume that Sam Bennett could do this for Florida. He certainly could. He certainly could. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's – Ekblad is what? Maybe the second – is Ekblad at any chance? I, I I don't think so. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's going to be a heck of a series. It's heck of a series. There's no hey. – one note we we knew uh on on this series is uh we we knew in this pandemic uh we could have seen we're going to see some good teams play each other in the first round florida i think is what third now overall yeah. i think if tampa bay were to win another game here that they could still be considered a top 5 so when you have right now a, a a three versus eight today in the standings, but something that could look more like a three versus five, I still got a problem with that, Mac. I, yeah. I don't like it. As much as we're going to be entertained and it's great for the state of Florida, it's I just don't like it in the first round seeing a, a great team do great things and hold their own in the regular season and then get knocked out in the first round and make it feel like it was a complete disaster. And you know what? What is going to be the... Yeah, and I agree 100%. And you know what it, it's going to come down to, Nick. It's going to come down a lot to goaltending. And you've got great goaltending yeah. in Tampa Bay. Right, he was a little leaky. Vasilevsky was a little yeah, leaky no. on the weekend, but I, 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 and, I'd still love him. And then you've got Bobrovsky, who is making $10 bucks a year. So this is this is a monumental pressure series on Bobrovsky. He's never got it done at playoff time. He's kept Columbus in series, in series, but he's won one playoff round in umpteen years. This is big-time pressure, and we know he's good enough, but will he get it done? So this is going to be a big, big challenge, and the pressure on Bobrovsky will be over the top. The pressure's on Tampa. Kucherov, I mean, he hasn't played all year. Stamkos is going to be healthy and hopefully okay. McDonough. I mean, they, I don't know. I, I think Florida's going to give them a hell of a go. I really do. I really do. Anyway. By the way, some news out of Buffalo. Have you seen that on Eichel? No. Just, just saying now? That, just out now saying Perfect that he's timing. not. Jordan, what do you got for us, buddy? I have it on screen right now. Um, happened just as we were starting the show. Here's the exact quote from Jack Eichel. I've been a bit upset about the ways things have been handled since I've been hurt. There's a bit of a disconnect between myself and the organization. The most, the most important thing now is to get healthy and to be ready to play hockey next year, wherever that might be. He said that wherever that might be? Word for word. Oh, man. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is no good. This is not for the good. Buffalo Sabers. This is no good. <laughs> oh my so, god, it's frightening. So you know, I don't like it, Mac. I don't like his comments for just the sole reason that it doesn't say anything other than 
I'm upset and I don't believe you guys or, you know, the disconnect. I think you have to, if you're going to go public with that, then you got to go larger. There's a lot of Buffalo Sabre fans that need a better explanation of why you're upset than wherever that might be. So this is this is John Vogel, who is the writer in Buffalo, said Jack Eichel essentially says the Sabres wouldn't let him have surgery on his herniated disc on the her- Sabres wouldn't let him have surgery on his herniated disc in his neck. His body, his choice is what he's saying. This is okay. Then, then then say that. Then say that in in. You know, okay. Well, I mean, if it's if that's what uh, if that's the case, then you should come out and say it yourself. He says here it doesn't work like that. I wish I'm under contract with this team, and they definitely hold a lot of cards on what I can do and what I can't do. So he is a little clear coming from the writer in Buffalo, but this is not a pretty picture right now for the Buffalo Sabers. Here is an additional quote. I've got to do what's best for me, and they've got to do what's best for them. There's a lot to process. I'm sure these conversations will be had, and things will go from there. Well, you know what's clear is Jack Eichel has already played his last game as a Buffalo Sabre. You know, I talked to people uh, over a month ago, and you know I did, Nick, about some situations, and I... I, I remember being told at that time that Jack Eichel uh, was not going to be back as far and that, and I'm thinking I didn't know I didn't know if it was true I still don't know if it's true but I was told it by some pretty you know high level people not in the Buffalo Sabers organization but people outside and that is wow I know you I know the circles you run and for you for you to say that right here then we, we know he's played his last game as a Buffalo Sabre. There's no going back, Mac, after that statement. Oh, I, there's, I, I there's no going back. This is, this is uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Columbus all over again. This is worse. Because this is, has to do with a battle over medical situations. And there, let me tell you as a general manager, you don't want to get into battles with your players on this, you you got to hope that your medical staff is competent enough that they can talk to the player as to what's best for him. We all know that agents ask for second opinions. You can never deny that. You can never you all all your goal is is to work with the player, the agent, and your medical staff to try to make this work so that the player gets healthy. That's all. That's all your objective is. So I don't understand why this would have gotten to this level. I don't get it. Does this, is this, Kevin Adams has been around long enough to have tried to work this relationship by now. Somebody told me one day that if you have a superstar on your team, I'm going to be his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> he people is accuse, their franchise player, Mac. People, he, accuse me, people accuse me of Rick Nash being like a son, and they're right. 
when I was there. Now he's like a cousin. <laughs> well, anyway, this is uh, just an interesting it, twist. Uh, nobody will debate what you're saying. Uh, you have to have a great relationship, a respectful relationship. You got to know that a guy's battling for you. You're, you got to know your stars are battling for you, Mac. They might not like everything, like where you book the hotel certain yep. nights or, but come on, you know that you have to have these guys on board or else your job's done. And you know what? And it's so, I don't know Jack Eichel from Jack and the Beanstalk, but I know this, he's a hell of a player. He's your second overall pick. He's the best player in the Buffalo Sabres team. And this is an unbelievable, challenging trade to make to get value. And it, it's not hard to work with these players. I'm telling you, in 20-plus years in the NHL, I didn't find very many guys that you couldn't work with. I, I really didn't. Not, not a handful that you couldn't work with. Not even that. And I just, I, I'm, it, it's, I feel for Kevin right now because this is a tough situation for an inexperienced guy. As tough as it gets. Wow. The most veteran GM in the league does not want this on his plate, let alone the most inexperienced GM in the league. Where does Kevin Adams go from here? Like, he has totally played his hand right now. You know well, he, exactly how he feels about the organization. You get every indication that he wants out. Pissed off at you. How the heck are the Buffalo Sabres going to get any value that could remotely look even under those circumstances? I, I, I don't know. There is no Patrick Laine out there for Pierre-Luc Dubois, is there? Well, and not only that, Nick, you've got you've got a, a a health situation, so you're you're trying to trade a disgruntled superstar who's got a major health issue, who is saying he wants to get it fixed so I can be ready for next year. That compounds this situation. Rangers. And does Chris Drury now lick his chops going, this is this this wouldn't be a, a bad one for me to start my uh, general managing career? The Rangers seem, you know, I mean, obviously they will be a front runner in it, but they've got great young assets. They, they've got as many young assets as a lot of organizations have. Although, as as Bobby Clark said to me one time, I was talking about our my you know my good prospects. He said, "Doug, we all have good prospects." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You're right, Bobby. You're right, Bobby." <laughs> but how many went first or second overall? And how many are 24 years of age, Mac, and deemed? franchise or superstar status here it's buffalo but buffalo it, it it could end buffalo 
a bad trade. It could. Let me, let me tell you what might be the one way to solve it. Oh, I can't wait to, because I've got I've got no ideas. I think that hiring the right head coach, and this is with all due respect to Donnie, hiring the right head coach that Eichel has confidence is going to help this team be a playoff team. Okay. So that that, that to me is Dave one, Dave Quinn one. gets fired and takes the Buffalo job for Jack Eichel. He played for him, didn't he, in college? There's a ton BU, of respect. BU guys. If, if he gets fired, if Quinn stays there, obviously that's a positive. So I'm just saying, is there a way to resolve this situation? But this, this is going to take some Mac, serious work. Do you, know, do you know the reputation hit Jack Eichel will take if – he sings a different tune in a few months because he gets his coach. Well, I think you've got to work to couch it the proper way. And I don't know if he's his coach. I don't know what the relationship is. I understand it's good, but I'm saying, and it doesn't have to be Quinn. It, if if it's a coach that Eichel believes can make this team, like imagine, I know Eichel liked the coach that was just there, the soccer guy. Ralph Kruger. <laughs> Who He's was a hockey a, guy too, Mac? Who was a hockey guy? He was a, like I know guy. I've known Ralph for thirty years. He was a great hockey guy. Coached the Austrian national. Thank team. you, thank you. Austrian national team for hundred years. So nice of you. But I just can't imagine that Eichel would have been all that excited when Botterill announced that Ralph Kruger was leaving soccer in Scotland or wherever the hell he was and coming to coach our <laughs> hockey team. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, that's stick, up to Kevin. Stick with a one sport guy. That's up to Kevin and um, Jason Carmanis, who he just hired as assistant GM to sort out. That's they got some work to do. Wow. Well, that brought some excitement to the Real Kipper at Noon show. Thought I better get that out. I know I'm not the producer, but I thought I better get that. You know, people are always shitting on me why I'm looking at my phone all the time. So sometimes I pick up tidbits that become golden nuggets. You know, I am also one of those people who give you shit for looking at your phone. Let's oh, keep it away the from the one microphones. Time. Let's keep it away from the microphones. But the, the the one time that you're uh, you're 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 fading off into the sunset, you actually found us some. Well, it was one time. No, what happened is, and you you asked me a question there, and I was looking at my reading this, and I'm thinking, okay, what the hell did Nick just ask me? And I said, <laughs> listen, I said, what the hell? Do did us he all a favor. <laughs> just do us all a favor. Don't pretend like you heard it. I know. We know. Just ask. We all know. All everybody's out, Everybody's watching right now. Going. <laughs> we know when you don't pay attention. <laughs> so just say, hey Kipper, what the fuck did you just say? Doug, here's That's all it one. takes. Hey, Kipper, your internet cut out. Then you could you could placate it. You could push it off to the side and just blame the internet, right? Exactly. <laughs> Constantly anyway, making up okay. excuses for Doug McLean. <laughs> all right. Anywhere else you want to go, or are we no. good for today? No, we're good for today. I've had a busy morning. Got the RV washed. I've I've really been. So so Mercedes calls you up and says, we'll give you a free uh, car wash. And then you pretend that you have a car, but then you take the RV in. Is that the way it worked? No, that's not how to, I get a, a nice card and email. Dear Doug, happy birthday. 
for that, we'd like to give you a your Mercedes vehicle, a car wash, and check all the fluids and so on. So I thought, okay, just a minute. I've got this RV that's a Mercedes. So I phoned them. I said, yes, I do have a, a Mercedes vehicle, and I'd like to get a car wash. I'd like to take you up in your offer. Thank you very much. When's my appointment? They said 8 o'clock Monday morning. So I show up there this morning, 8 o'clock, with the RV. <laughs> the guy looks, service guy looks at it. He said, you got a problem? I said, yeah, I'm here for my car wash. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that? So it has no, for, they, they washed for it. Free, it's for doggy. They, wa- they washed it. It's a pain in the ass to wash that RV. So it was really a Mercedes of Delray Beach. Really did a nice job. I appreciate them. All right, what do we got tonight? Vegas can clinch. I think the president's trophy, if I'm not mistaken, Mac. Yeah, if they quite the uh, accomplishment. Would Darren Millard get a ring? For the president's trophy or a tie, uh, a tie clip? <laughs> Him and uh, Lawless would, would get hardware, I think. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, that's a, hey, that's a big accomplishment. Uh, they can clinch in year what, five? Year four in the I, NHL? It just feels like they uh, came in yesterday, Mac. You know, I mean, they clinched the president's trophy. We've talked all year about the team they have, <laughs> them in Colorado. One of them will not come out of that division, which is really disappointing. One of those two, and even St. Louis and Minnesota have had great years. I mean, one will come out of those four. Will a lot of teams be happy to see three of those teams go out that they don't have to face them in the second round, or in the third round, I should say. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tee up those series and more the rest of the week, Mac including who's Vegas's starting goaltender. We're going through it oh. all over again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Save it for the next show, okay? Yep, yep. Okay, Doug McLean, everybody, from Sunnyside, Florida. Thanks for doing this, Mac. Thanks. All right, Joe and Jordan, thanks for today. Good start to the week. We'll be back here Wednesday. If you're a first-time watcher, please subscribe. Hit the comment uh, or hit the like button for Mac. We want him to wear a new cap on Wednesday's show. Hit the like button. And leave your comments for us. We love reading them, especially when you guys hammer Doug McClain. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on Wednesday.